I'm roughly halfway, a little more than halfway through the month of November now. The month when I said I was going to take that time to 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 finish my novel and well to work my novel. Let's clarify that. I didn't say finish. Theoretically, I'd like to finish, but I have discovered it is a bigger beast, and and there's something great about that. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, I am halfway through Lovecraft Country, which is actually a really excellent book if you get a chance to read it. Um, I have started and and water my Star Wars fandom nerdtastic self uh, with a collection of short stories on Audible because I like hearing people read short fiction. It's it's just a thing of mine. Um, and it is, uh, it is a collection of short fiction uh, called From Certain Point of View, 40 Stories to Celebrate the 40th Anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. And I, I got this because I listened to the first one, uh, which was 40 Stories to Celebrate the 40th Anniversary of A New Hope. And it was really good. And I'm, I'm so far really enjoying it, specifically the second story, which is for my nerds out there about the wampa in the ice cave, the creature that tries to eat loot. Uh, and makes you look at that character sympathetically, which I think is kind of fucking dope. <laughs> I'm serious, man. If you can take a character that is effectively a, a movie monster to occupy a couple of, maybe a minute, maybe 60 seconds of screen time, um, total, in total, with all of its impact, uh, and, and make this really, really cool, like, 20-minute short story out of it, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, and I'm world-building. Because that's what we do. We world build, right? We, we hear that word a lot. Like, I'm world building. And I used to, I'm going to confess here, I used to think that, kind of funny, I'm confessing on a show about confessions. Uh, I, I used to think that when you told me you were world building, you were full of shit. Like, I used to think that world building and pre-writing were fun shit for people to do that, that didn't want to write their stuff. Um, I am eating crow today and admitting that was wrong. Because I have spent the first couple weeks of this world building and realizing how important it was and how much more progress I'm going to make having taken the time. That does not mean that I universally think that every story concept and every idea needs to have weeks of, of world building done to it. It does not. Let me, let me say that again. It does not. If, at a certain point, if you're world building, if you're writing a five-page short story or a 10-page short story or whatever, you know, you're, you're writing an 8,000-word short story and you've pre-written 250,000 words, I think you need to throttle it back. That's just my opinion, though. If it works for you, it works for you. I, at that point, you've written two novels. But, hey, if it works, it works. So, yeah, there's a real kind of... Uh, joy that's come in sticking with this, like, novel focus for a month. And it hasn't been perfect. It really hasn't. And it's going to continue to be imperfect in a lot of ways. But there, there is a certain joy in it. And I, I am finding that and, and digging deep into it. But there's also that reminder. Um, there's that nagging little voice at the back of my head. And I think we all have that nagging little voice. And it's that nagging little voice that that I'm not doing enough, right? This won't turn into this. This won't turn into that. It's that voice that's obsessed. You know, we're in the holiday gift-giving season, right? It's that voice that's obsessed with shit you can't control, right? Like it is. It is the shit you can't control. Um, you know, I want my book to be amazing. Is this good enough to be a bestseller? Is this good enough here? Is this good? You can't control any of it. 
you know, oh, I had a bad day and, and things got really busy and crazy at work and, and I only got like 10 minutes to jot some notes down and it wasn't really the writing experience I wanted. You, you can't control that, right? Like Ultimately, you can't. There are always going to be things. And I mean that even with your writing process. So if you disagree with me, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to take massive issues with you because life gets in the damn way. Um, it does. Now, that doesn't mean it gets in the way every day, but I don't know what your life is either, right? You don't know. Right? You have no idea. You know? Like, you, you don't know what people are doing. Maybe you're trying to write your novel while working in food and bev. Good luck. I mean, if you're doing that, that's awesome. And any day you take to, to put a little pen to paper on that, you're fucking incredible. Because those are long shifts in shit work and, and well done. Especially if you're like a line cooker, a dishwasher roles. I've been in. I feel for you, dude. Servers, I kind of feel for you. I'm a back of the house guy. Sorry. Um, that's just that's that's the thing, right? I get it. I get it. Um, but everyone's always telling you about this and that. We're not going to get into what everybody's telling. We're going to get into you, right? You got to learn that there's shit you can't control. Like there's shit you can't control, and you just got to give yourself the gifts that you want, right? Like, what gifts do you want? You know? What gifts do you want to give yourself? Well, you can give yourself that 10 minutes of writing. That's a gift, guys. That's a gift you can distinctly give to yourself. You can't control the rest of the day. You can't change the fact that Uncle Jimmy died and you were at the funeral and all this extra stuff popped up. You can't change any of that. You can't stop it. You can't go back in time for it. And there's nothing you can do. But you can take that 10 minutes because that's what you've got and you can give yourself that. Right? You can take that little step forward and gift yourself that. Like that's that's all a creative can generally do is gift themselves a couple of little things, right? And and hope for the best on the rest of it. We are, man. We're too fucking obsessed with shit we can't control. I am. I'm as guilty as anybody, right? Like I'm a political junkie. I really am. Like politics and me. Like I I think about them and I talk about them way too fucking much. I do for the fact that I can't do shit about it. And, and don't start, please spare me the emails like, Matt, you can vote in your local races. I do. Uh, I do. Ultimately, though, I am one voice with millions of people in fucking South Carolina, guys. So, you know, I do my part. Well, you can activist and organize, theoretically, if I wanted to. I don't want to. Right? That, that's the point, right? I, am a, I will t straight up tell you I am a political junkie and a political hobbyist, but I am not an active guy. Not in that regard. I'm not. I'm not going to organize. I'm not going to strike out. And and part of why I took a social media break is because I always feel so fucking compelled and I get drawn down that damn rabbit hole and it's a nightmare. Right? It's a nightmare. But I'm telling you, it can all be... You, 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 you want to know, know how we figure this out. I'm going to tell you now the story that, that I keep in my mind about this stuff and, and social media and, and, and distractions and just all the shit you can't control really weighing you down. Right. And I've summed it up in, in me because I am a, not the, as eloquent as I pretend to be. Uh, I'm going to sum it up in the parable of the penthouse. Now the parable of the penthouse is a story for Matt's life in retail. Cause I have a on the side retail job. Okay, and as part of that on-the-side retail job, I stock magazines. Sounds pretty easy, right? You would be amazed at the copious, copious amounts of fucking magazines on any and every fucking topic in existence. 
I'm not kidding. I swear to God, rich people have magazine publishing companies so they can write off taxes. I really think that's what it is because this shit never sells. I put it up and when it gets old, I take it down, right? And occasionally I find damaged magazines. The magazine rack is always full of coffee cups and discarded trash and books from other parts of the store that have been left there. It is complete fucking bullshit. If you want to hate human beings, work in a magazine rack for a while. It is. It's complete crap. People are shitty to each other. But there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. I could post a sign that says, please pick up your trash, and guess what? They would not pick up their fucking trash. In fact, later, there would be more of their trash, and I would just be pissed off, and having taken the five, ten minutes to post and make signs that I could have spent writing or giving a gift to myself in that regard. Now, the parable of the penthouse comes from this, because one day, more than one day, but let's focus on one instance. One day, I'm, I'm stocking magazines. And I am opening the boxes, and in one of the boxes, I find a giant bundle of black-coated cellophane-wrapped magazines. Now, this is code for porn. Like, that's what this is. This is code for Playboy or Penthouse or Hustler or something like that. The cellophane meant to keep the dirty parts away from the view of somebody else, and then you can just see the Penthouse name. Right? So you can walk around the store with it, I guess. I don't know. Um... So I'm, I'm stocking this particular magazine. And as I am stocking the magazine, uh, I, I reach up and reach into the shelf and put them down. And notice that they don't sit fully flush. Guys, if, if you have ever worked in this environment, then you know this is not a great sign. It's, it's not a great sign because that means there's only one magazine that's stored up there. It's fucking Penthouse. That means I have a penthouse out of the bag. At best scenario, I have one that just got kind of crammed back down there and it's still in the bag and it's fine. But more likely, I have a penthouse out of the bag that was rammed down there hurriedly. I want you to take a moment to imagine the sort of fucking disgust that flows through your head at knowing that you have to go back there and grab this shit. Grab a rubber glove, sanitize your hands. You can do the whole thing. You still have to grab this magazine. There is no choice here, right? Like, you need the space in the rack. The magazines can't sit that way. You have to die for this fucking penthouse. It sucks. It sucks because it's not even your fault. You didn't leave a penthouse wedged up there and all some fucking douchebag grabbed a penthouse, pulled it out of the wrapper, took it God knows where, did God knows what with it, then deciding rather than spend money on it, he wanted to put it back, so you got to give him credit for courtesy, and then kind of rammed it down there in the back so that you didn't see it. Cool. I imagine someday earlier in the week someone had found the cellophane wrapper and just not gone searching for the other half, and I don't blame them for that. So you just do it and you move on. Now what's the point of the parable of the penthouse, Matt? The point is... I can't do shit about that dude with the penthouse. I can't do anything about what kind of person he is or what he's saying or what he's doing or any of that. I just have to deal with it and move the shit on. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to go around the fucking store and stop people and say, excuse me, did you leave a penthouse? Because he's probably not even there. Probably having it some odd hour. No one knows. Nobody knows. So at some point, you just have to let the shit go. 
I know that's hard because we talk about how it care, we're supposed to care and everything else, and, and caring to a certain degree is fine. But it, at, at a certain point, if you're not going to do anything about it, your awareness and your concern about it is fine, and it affects your vote, and it informs you, and that's great. But if you're not getting active and out there marching or doing other shit, then you're just hobbying it up. And I'm not blaming you for that because I hobby the shit out of politics. I do. They're, they're like my hobby, right? Like some people fix cars. I talk about fucking Senate races. I don't always love it. You can hear it. But I'm kind of addicted to it. Let it go. Right? Let that care concern go. And dive into a thing. And I'm going to try to loosely tie up all these random loose threads that are always in things I talk about. You got to let go some of this crap. Take a breath. Get it out. Right? And you've got to do that so that you can move forward. It's true. You've got to do that so you can move forward, so you can write, so you can work. I spent the better part of this month, and I haven't sat there. For a minute, I did. I sat there and was like, oh my god, I'm not actually writing the novel. I'm doing this world-building shit, blah, 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 blah. But man, the world-building has led to ideas in the novel that weren't fully fucking formed to begin with and made me understand that some of the stuff that I was so eager to put on the page wasn't a fully formed idea. I was going to have to deal with it either in revisions or now as I build the world. And now I'm dealing it as I build the world. That's it, all right? You choose when you do the work. But you got to let some of this shit go, guys. And, and I, I guess I'm going to talk about this real quick at the end, because this if, if you made it this far, then you're with me. And if you haven't, then this isn't going to hurt your opinion on me. Guys, I get it. The election is fucking weird. I get that race relations and tensions in America are fucking there. I get that we're scared of COVID. Shit, I had the damn thing. It's, it's, it's reason to be scared. And if you want to, again, spare me the fucking emails, man, it's really not that bad. Look at the mortality rate. I had it, dipshit. So unless you sat in your bed for 14 days, sweating your balls off with a fever and hoping your O2 levels stay up, spare me the commentary. Right? Like, I, like that's the thing, right? At some point, you just have to say that and move on. I don't listen to people that it's only a hoax and it's really got a low mortality rate. It's not really that bad. Blow me. Uh, move on. I know, I was a little angry, but that but that's what I'm saying, guys. Like, move on, okay? Conspiracy theories about everything and all that. Like, in the end, can you do anything about this? And if you can, and you feel motivated to, let me go ahead and pause right here. If I ask you, can you do anything about it, and you go, yes, Matt, I can. I can do this, I can do that, I can do this, and I want to do all of it, then turn my fucking podcast off and go save the world. I'm not kidding. I'm not even being condescending. Get your ass out there and save the world. Because they need someone like you to do it. Organize a rally. Organize a protest. If, if you're a writer and you want to talk about them, go cover them. Go watch them. Go take notes. Take photos. Like do, do that. Get into it. If that's what you want to do, then do it. Awesome. I seriously have mad respect for you if that's what you want to do. But if you just want to do this as a hobby and find a way to increase your anxiety... Put it down and walk away. Grab the penthouse out of the rack, throw it away, sanitize the shit out of your hands, and move on. Because the reality is some dude probably took a dirty mag to the bathroom and grabbed it back into the magazine rack. Sweet. At least you put it back in the magazine rack instead of throwing it in the trash, I guess. That shows some kind of ethical insight. I don't know. But that's the point, okay? That's the point.
Just let it go. If you're going to do something, then get out there and do it. If you're not, then let it go. And if you're going to do something, then do it and accept the weird-ass twists and turns. You know, accept the weird twists and turns and see what's going to happen. And, and dive deep and own it. And if you're going to be world-building like I've been, world-build. And know that it's going to help the novel in the future. Or at least that you're going to enjoy it. Because really, guys, you don't even know if you're going to finish any of the shit you start. So you better be passionate and enjoying what you're doing. Because you may not be there for the end of it. And I think that's what you need to realize. So you should enjoy what you're doing. And if you're not, stop it and move the hell on, okay? If it's not fulfilling you. And, and I don't mean enjoyment like, ah, yes, I love my protest marches. They truly relax me. But they should make you feel alive. They should be something you're passionate about. And if you're not, then you should stop. And I said it. I said you should stop. If you're dragging yourself out to a protest march out of a sense of obligation, you're there for the wrong fucking reason. Otherwise, man, crazy shit's going to happen, dude. It is. I want to get pissed at the guy I see walking by me in a MAGA hat. I do. In a, on a level I am. But what the fuck am I going to do? Am I going to stop and have a political discourse with him? He's not going to listen to me. Am I going to beat the shit out of him? I don't feel like going to prison. Let it go. Give the gift to yourself, whatever that is. Do your thing. We're, we're halfway through November, and I guess that's what it is. So, uh, yeah. Next week, we, we will actually have an episode next week, even though I know it's Thanksgiving. We're still going to have an episode. So, uh, I'm Matt, working writer. You know the drill. Uh, this has been a confession. I'll see you next time.